0: gentlemen, it's 2017. Donald Trump is in the White House and we are all in need of a little pick-me-up. Along comes the Lego Batman movie. This is Raven Bat, the Raven on Batman analysis recap podcast subsection thingy where we discuss various capsule collections of pop culture artifacts and whatnot and this time we're doing the Lego Batman movie. And with me to discuss this seminal work of cinema is a man who is a heavy metal wrapping machine who feels nothing but rage 24-7, 365, at a million percent. It's Stuart Late.
1: Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. You've been reading my diary again.
0: <laughs> I mean, Stu, you put it on your Twitter feed. It's hardly private. No, that's true,
1: yes. That's what I call my Twitter feed.
0: (laughs) My own private diary. Look, I don't know how we'll go with this podcast because we just did our minute challenge and mine is really lame because it's just variations of, this was really fun. (laughs)
1: I know. Well, there's not there's not that much you can say about this movie, except I'm sure there's I'm going to find plenty to say because it actually does have some really interesting things to it. But you're right. Like at the, at the end of the day, it's just a fun, silly movie. Which I, oh man, did we need?
0: Did we need it or what? I have to admit, I don't know why I was a bit trepidatious. I think probably because of you know this this mood we've been in of oh very dark Batman's, Batman's Batman. That's man. Uh, That's man. Anyway, and I, I switched this on, and the first thing is black screen. All serious movies start with a <laughs> yes. black screen. And I went, what? And then. He well, said hang on. Had you, have you,
1: have you seen this movie before? No, now? I
0: had never. I should clarify. Oh, wow. I had okay. I've never seen this film at all and didn't know anything about it. I've never seen the Lego movie. I heard, obviously heard there was a Lego Batman and there was a Lego Batman movie, but I right. never saw have, it. Have you
1: seen the Have you seen the Lego movie?
0: No, I have not.
1: Right. Okay. Is it any good? So, so you had, so you had no idea what to expect going in. I this. had
0: no idea what to expect. I wow. assumed probably a cutesy kids movie. I did not realize how many adult jokes would be in it. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize how much love the writers obviously had for the source material. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. how much how much cheeky love of not only sending up the whole idea and concept of a Batman and what that would look like, but making a good mm. Batman story in and of itself. You know, it yes, really exactly it, it really balances those twin objectives so well. And the only thing that I could maybe say is it's possibly a little long because of all of the machinations that they should that they get into. Like, sure, you could maybe cut it a bit, but that's really all I can think of. To in, in terms of fulfilling what it does, it's so fun. And so, as I yeah. said, I heard this—you know, black screen, everything important starts with a black screen, and then uh, opening credits music enough to make parents and studio executives worried. And I went. <laughs> Okay, I'm in. I am all in. Like it just took a few seconds and I had the most fun watching this out of any of our previous probably Batmans, apart apart from maybe Mask of the Phantasm for being really enjoyable as as a new film that I hadn't seen and Batman Returns for having that really, really aggressive reaction of what the hell is going on in this film. Sure, (laughs) yes. I was delighted start to finish. I laughed out loud a number of times, you know, multiple times. I had such a fun time to the point where, Stu, even before we began this podcast, I'd actually put it on again just to try and remind myself because I saw the film a couple of days before we're podcasting and I was like, I've forgotten half of it already. I've just left with this overwhelming feeling of delight. Right,
1: okay, fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just am so thrilled that we have done this project so I've seen this film. I'm so pleased I've seen it. I'm, I, well, if, I, if we've
1: achieved nothing else, you've seen the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, and just
0: it it just came at a right time, as I said, feeling a bit down because of all the Batman's movies and, uh, and feeling a bit just generally a bit, oh, life is a bit sucky, isn't it? And just one of those <laughs> weeks. And then I had this film and it was like, oh, you know what? There's great stuff out there, and I, I just, you know, to be a bit selfish and not to make it all about me, but I've barely let you speak in this time. But you'll get a chance, you. You'll get a chance. I just have to have my verbal diarrhea. I, I
1: get a pretty fair shake on this podcast. It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> the tone of the humor in this film is very much what I try to strike a lot of the times in the shows that I do. You know, yes, I like mean the- it is.
1: It's very satire, sort of like like, it's, and and it's it's deliberately like like the 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 two references that the filmmakers sort of drew on were uh, Airplane and Naked Gun. Like that was sort of their, oh, well, their yes. inspiration. yeah.
0: Yes, and it's what I call a lot of the shows that we do is like loving homages or loving tributes. Yes, exactly. To. So they're kind of taking the mickey but in only a way that people who really love the source material can do. You know, it's hard to make something fun and joyous and charming if you actually hate everything about it. And that, I don't know, yeah. that seems weird when... Maybe that's why Zack Snyder made such dark Superman Batman movies, because he feels that so dark and maybe he loves the material in a different <laughs> way. I don't I don't know. But I, I just thought as a comedy and as a kid's movie, but more so probably as an adult's movie in disguise as a kid's movie. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, as they all are these days.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. And I think if you were an adult and you liked Batman, you would be laughing uproariously. But hopefully, your kids would also be enjoying the pew 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 pew, and you know, yes, the literal pew pew pew. pew. Which, but
1: which they, which they literally say out loud, which I love.
0: Yeah, they do so many fun things because that's like if we're doing shows and we have special effects, you know, we do them in a very down home, low budget way. So as soon as I yeah. saw Legos, you know, fighting with guns, going pew 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 pew, I'm like, that's what we would do in our show. That's what we would do. That's the joke. They're the that's the tone of jokes that mm. I would make and it was delightful to see that on stage and uh, uh, on stage in a film and make me go oh maybe i am doing something fun and you know clearly i'm not original but uh, you know i have been doing some shows before 2017 so.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah so that's my effusive initial opening gambit over to you Stu
1: well i hate it
0: <laughs> oh okay. um, no
1: no no. Uh, <laughs> no i love this movie this this movie uh like it's not My platonic ideal of Batman, but I genuinely love it because everyone involved in making it obviously loves Batman.
0: Yes. You know what I mean?
1: Like, off every frame of this movie is just a deep, deep love of these characters, which you need if you're going to send them up. You know, if you're going to accurately write jokes about something, you need to have a pretty good working knowledge of it. And these people have a very good working knowledge of it because you only have to look at the the list of uh, Batman villains at the start of the... Of the yes. of the uh, thing, <laughs> all all of which are actual Batman villains that so have appeared the, in some form of media.
0: That's what I was going to ask. Even Condiment King. Even Condiment King.
1: He was a joke. Like he was a joke in in comics and and the cartoon. But like you know, right. he's he's canon. <laughs> he's so are in they there. from the?
0: Because I assume they were all from the 1966 Batman series.
1: No, not all of them. Some of them from, from the comics. Um oh, right. King Tut, King obviously is, is from the '66 show, and
0: the Clock King uh, and Egghead and
1: Clock King Eggheads Eggheads from the show. That was Vincent Price in the Batman '66 show. Uh, Vincent Price played Egghead.
0: Jesus, what was Egghead's deal?
1: I uh, liked uh, He was very smart. He was a he was like a, a smart guy, but oh, he I had see. like this whole egg theme.
0: So he just he went, "I'm an Egghead, ergo everything uh, yeah. will be eggs, ergo
1: egg themes." Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, eggs, to be fair, raw eggs,
1: quite fragile. Dangerous. Give you
0: salmonella. Well, yes, but also kind of fragile (laughs) if you. Yeah, well, that's right. They named all these villains and I have only ever heard of a lot of them from jokes from the 1966 Batman. I was like, ah, oh, I understand those references, kind of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but enough to, get, enough to get the sort of the basic idea.
1: Well, funnily enough, I mean, well, one of them is uh, Polka Dot Man who actually showed up in uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad recently. Um, and so people might – he he was an incredibly obscure character who now – weirdly has, like, a bit of a presence because he was in a movie. <laughs> it's, it's very strange how this whole, like, superhero thing is playing out on, on, on in Hollywood. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, the, everyone involved in this obviously, like, loves Batman, and yeah. so it's very easy to go with them on, like, just the, the silly stuff that they decide to do. Like, the general premise of this movie, which is basically to take the modern... Ben Affleck version of Batman and put him with Burt Ward as, as Robin, basically. <laughs> oh, I see, yeah,
0: It's yeah. the general
1: conceit of the of the film is like, what if we took like the hyper-masculine, super-aggressive, modern Batman and just put him with, put him with, gee whiz, Batman. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Jimmy Willikers.
1: Jimmy Willickers. At
0: the end, it has a joke of holy family photo.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. like
0: holy family <laughs> is like a religious joke. There are all these like layers of <laughs> jokes that... Maybe they're just,
1: very good jokes.
0: They're good jokes. That's what I wish. I I wish I could remember more about them, but I was so swept up on a wave of I'm having such a lovely time that I didn't write anything down. I didn't, you know, make any notes about jokes and yeah. So should we try? Well, I mean, um, sorry.
1: Yeah. No. 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 I was going to say. Basically, just to give you some context, like it, the the Lego Movie is this but even more so like the Lego movie is an astonishing thing because that is something that exists purely for corporate synergy. That is so (laughs) much better than it ever had any right to be. And (laughs) almost all of that is because of like Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who, who uh, helmed it. Those two guys are geniuses and they have done a bunch of other things. Like they, they did uh, the 21 uh, Jump Street reboot with Channing Tatum. uh, Oh, okay. And, and, They've done a bunch of other things. Basically, everything they do is hilarious. It's, it's amazing. So anything what, they touch turns to gold.
0: So what's um, the basic plot of the Lego movie then for someone who hasn't seen it, aka me?
1: The Lego movie is basically just, it follows a, a Lego man, basically, uh, and who discovers that underneath, so he lives in like Lego town and he discovers that secretly there's like this plot to overthrow president business, who's played by Will Ferrell, but it turns out that (laughs) president business. (laughs) Uh, But it turns out that like, you know, there's all these like So he lives in this very ordered, you know, town, like it's a Lego town. So it's all like perfectly planned out and everything. But there's these master builders who want to come in and like make everything crazy with imagination. It sounds like completely maudlin, but it actually like is hilarious and works so well and Batman is a character in that movie like because basically they any if it's ever been a Lego set, Lego has the rights to the Lego version of it. So they just threw everything at the wall. So you've got all these different like pop culture properties, including like the DC superhero. So Batman shows up, Superman, all, all the Justice League are in that movie as well. But okay. Batman is a main character um, because he's, <laughs> how, how to describe him, he's like the the asshole ex-boyfriend of the main female character. <laughs> right? He's like, hey babe. You know, he, he's the current boyfriend, but like Chris Pratt's little Lego man, you know, is secretly in love with this, the the, the main uh, girl character, Wild Style.
0: Right. And
1: so basically he he's playing like a, a, an ultra douche bro character <laughs> and he, he's voiced by Will I know, <laughs> hey babe, like, uh, you know, you want to come a ride in my Batmobile, you know, all, all that sort of thing. And like, he he was like a, a breakout hit, for, like that version of Batman was like, got a lot of like positive attention. And they basically said, "Well, let's let's make a Lego Batman movie. Let's let's do that." And so <laughs> that that's li- it's literally as simple as that.
0: What about so the, they- the? What about the DC rights though? Because is that? Um,
1: well, did- I mean, it's in it's in partnership with uh, Warner Brothers. So so,
0: so Warner Brothers just, were okay. They, with, they just did, did it. Did Warner Brothers make the Lego yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, yes. So they yeah, so yeah, they yeah.
0: basically said, "You can use our IP in the Lego movie." And then uh, yes. when, they, yeah, yeah. when they said we want to make a Lego Batman movie, Warner Brothers are like, "Yep, we give you permission."
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, because it's made by Warner Animation Group, right? Um, so it's all—it's all part of the same company. But right, mind okay. you, I mean, it does like like there's a lot of things. I, I think that there's all sorts of crazy rights issues because there's there's a lot of even even in the Lego Batman movie, weirdly, there's a lot of like cross cross property yeah. uh, characters that show up.
0: That's what I um, think. and I
1: think. I think it basically works that if they ask nicely and Lego has already made a, a version of it, then they're okay. That seems to be the way it works. Yeah, because there's um, King
0: Kong and Godzilla and...
1: Yeah, uh, and and British sorry. robots. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, British robots. <laughs> and it's like, look them up, kids, something up. like
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's a weird one because I actually went looking for that because they name-check basically everyone else. Uh, and and yeah. many of them would have to have been, like, cross-studio sort of agreements. But, like, British Robots feels like they couldn't get the rights to the name Dalek. Apparently not. Appa- uh, the, the filmmakers were asked specifically that at the time, and they they basically have said in interviews, no, we just thought that joke was funny, but it just <laughs> feels like maybe the Terry Nation estate didn't release the name Dalek to them. I don't know. Oh, I see. It, like, they had the, the rights, like, like they, they had the right to put the... The Lego version of Daleks in there, but they couldn't call them Daleks. Like it might be some weird rights thing. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
1: It is a funny joke.
0: It's a great joke. There are so many great jokes in this film. Uh, I had a ball, as I said, but I'm not sure if I can remember all of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, did you want to? Did you want to do your list, and we yeah, can so your do your minute challenge?
0: Let me do mine because mine's not very exciting. Uh, <laughs> I just put this movie was a delight. Yeah, just so fun. I want it is. everything I make to be as fun as this. Um, maybe a tad long. It's more of—I mean, this will probably come down to when we talk about our ranking. But it is more of a kids' movie with Batman in it than a Batman hmm. movie for kids. If that makes sense, I don't.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely—it's definitely a funny comedy before it's a Batman movie. But it's—but it's yes. it's yes. it, it knows what a Batman movie is, if that makes sense. Like it's a parody.
0: It it knows the characters and how they would interact and that sort of thing. I don't know how old Robin was supposed to be. I guess generic child, (laughs) like 10 or something, but he seems to be really good at everything, (laughs) like all sorts of martial arts and (laughs) weapon usage and gunfire and (laughs) driving cars and flying planes or whatever it is.
1: Well, I kind of, I kind of like that they're like, yeah, yeah, he's good at all that. It's fine. He can totally keep up. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> like with their, they're just like, yeah, it's fine. He's, he's the boy wonder. It's great.
0: Yeah, and then do this, you know, do all this flip, turn, spin, jump, and then do it all in reverse.
1: <laughs> now do it all in reverse.
0: And then you just see him like fall out and go, I did it. <laughs> he's just so happy all the time. He's,
1: he's on fire.
0: Yeah, <laughs> super cheesy. I love that they kept the Tom Hardy Bane voice. <laughs> yes, Bane.
1: yes. I think this was the first one to do that. Um, I, I mentioned on Twitter the other day, the new Harley Quinn, or not, not new now, it's a couple of years old now, but um, the Harley Quinn uh, animated show it also has like a Bane that basically has the Tom Hardy voice. And I love that that's just now the default <laughs> voice for Bane. Just like, yes, I'm I your reckoning. Uh,
0: friends, Romans, countrymen. <laughs> I loved... The Joker as being, you know, essentially in a um, codependent relationship with he's Batman.
1: A, he's a, yeah, he's a jilted, he's a jilted boyfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah, and realizing that, wait, if I can't have you, no one will. Kind of thing, or I'm going to really make you suffer. It's, it, yeah, you know, he's like, you're not, obsessed with me, Batman. Not the it's worst. Like, sorry,
1: uh, I was just going to say, not the worst portrayal or motivation for the Joker. Really, like,
0: no, I thought it was Zach Galifianakis, wasn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. He
0: did a very good job.
1: <laughs> doing his I, own version too, that, that, it's, it's harder than it looks to do your own version of the Joker these days because mm. um, everyone's sort of carved out their own little niche. And That's right. of like he kind of makes it his own, like he's, he's doing his own thing.
0: Yeah, he's not, as, he's not as sort of insane as, he's not as sort of gibbering as Heath Ledger or as insane as Jack mm. Nicholson or as sort of high-pitched and giggly as um, Mark Hamill you know yeah yeah Luke Skywalker um but he's more just like hmm he's a he's a bit more the Joker run through Queer Eye or RuPaul's Drag Race or something I don't yeah, know sure. like, <laughs> he's got a little, <laughs> a little bit more of that lingo of like ha, huh, how dare you like I can't describe it that's probably not the best description but just he's got like two different kind yes. of tood to, I know to what you eyes.
1: mean yes exactly
0: yeah. I, love Babs. I, I I don't really know Barbara Barbara Gordon Gordon as a character because, obviously, I haven't watched various offshoots of Batgirls and Batwomans and I don't really know her story. So, it was actually really lovely for me to see because she's Commissioner Gordon's daughter who then becomes the replacement commissioner. Like, I love that.
1: I think that's unique to this movie. That's never really – as far as I know, please, please call in if I'm getting this wrong, but I I don't (laughs) – think she's really ever become like she's she's not usually a police officer she's normally very much out like she's a vigilante she's usually Batgirl right. um but even even when she's like Oracle and stuff like that she's operating like extra legally like she's not a, a police officer
0: yeah but I just thought that was really fun and she had that lovely almost almost you know Harvey Dent in Dark Knight sort of role of like we need to work together we mm. don't we don't need a Batman although no he wasn't really I'm getting confused, but yeah, he. It was such a great portrayal of a totally different style of policing to her dad, who really was. <laughs> here's the button to summon Batman, and here's your <laughs> large hammer or stick or something, or here's an axe and here's, And that was his version, and and they made that Lego look like Gary Oldman. I don't know how they yes. did it, but it's Legos don't have that much character. <laughs> But they made that one look like Gary Newman. Gary Newman. Gary Oldman. <laughs> Gary Newman, Gary Oldman. So I really loved her role there. Um, I loved Superman. was like still good, but a bit of a dick.
1: Yeah, yeah. And obviously uh, Channing Tatum uh, voices him in this, uh, yeah, which, is, I, which is great.
0: I know. I don't know Channing Tatum well enough to recognize his voice, so I had to look that up. But, yeah, it's just... He just was this kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really cool. I'm Superman. But when he turns up at the Fortress of Solitude and they're having the Justice League Super Friends yeah. party <laughs> and Batman wasn't invited and he's just moving around the room scowling. Like yeah. I don't know how they got that much personality into goddamn animated Lego. <laughs> it was just well, this is what. I mean. this was-
1: yeah, this is what everyone was reacting to in the Lego Movie as well. That, that they you, they just get so much like like they ma- like it, they obviously they do a lot of cheats. Like it's not it's not literally a Lego thing. It's like no, an animated of, character, but,
0: of course. But of course. They,
1: they stay pretty they stay pretty fidel, uh, you know, true to the the limitations of the character design, and they still just wring every single ounce of pathos out of it as they possibly can. It's crazy.
0: But you just see how like pissed off Batman is, while yeah, also absolutely. being kind of sad that he's-, he's like, oh, I'm
1: above this. I'm also angry I wasn't invited, but I'm sad inside.
0: Uh, but I'm sad inside, but I can't be because I don't want to be with these people because I'm Batman yeah, and I'm a I'm loner. Batman. That's my whole deal. But he's just moving through the way they have this little Batman character, like moving through and everyone's partying and <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo! laughs> And he's just like- <laughs> It was glorious. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, I think that's really about it. Uh, oh, I was going to say when he, because the whole the whole I, Alfred's thing is you're scared of being part of a family again, which I thought was one of the most eloquently expressed sort of motivations for Bruce Wayne slash Batman of all of yeah. these films. I just thought yeah, that was absolutely. so wonderfully expressed like you're not afraid of dying you're not afraid of bad guys you're afraid of being part of a family and risking them and and them going yes. away again and I was like yeah because he's a little boy <laughs> um, <laughs> well he is I mean he's a he's a 10 year
1: old's version he's a 10 year old uh, he he kind of never grew up in a way he's a bit of a Peter Pan figure in that way like yeah he,
0: Batman and, and
1: he, is a 10-year-old's version of, like, my parents were killed and therefore I declare war on crime.
0: Yes, yes. He's still 10. He's just got the – he just has nine abs, as he says. I've got yeah. nine <laughs>
1: I've got I've got a nine pack.
0: I've got killer guns and a nine pack. I've got an extra ab. I've got to <laughs> conquer this the only way now with abs. Just little character things. I mean, Iron Man sucks as the password to the Batcave. Yeah. is great. When he's at the start, and as I said, I had it on again before we recorded, so that's why all my own memories are from the start of the film because I started to watch it again. But when he's like, puts his lobster Thermidor in the microwave.
1: Yes, that that vision. I wanted to talk to you about that. Like just him standing there in his underpants and a dressing gown but still with his mask on. Still
0: with the mask on.
1: It is one of the most depressingly sad (laughs) things I've ever seen in my life.
0: But he just, he goes to punch in the numbers and it's like, oh, not 20 minutes. And it's like, I do that all the time. Accidentally press like <laughs> 20 minutes instead of two minutes. And then he's just standing there going bop bop like making noises with his mouth. Like, bump, bump, bump. like I love I love when animated films bring in that that weird human noise stuff and how they work out. Yeah. Okay, we need to do something here, or can you, you know, pretend to be waiting for the microwave to finish and then just get Will Arnett to go. Um, And and then you know banging out shredding his guitar in the middle of like a pool or something on a I don't know just lovely moments of I'm it's 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 essentially like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone (laughs) but with a bajillion (laughs) doctors Yes, it's
1: actually. (laughs) Well, I mean that that moment, like I mean, I, I was thinking to myself this time around, I was like, that almost feels like something out of a Wes Anderson movie, like. He's sort of just lying, he's he's sitting there alone in this cat like this cavernous space, floating on a pool, eating lobster thermidor, and then doing a sick guitar solo. Like <laughs> it's just so bizarrely like weird and strange.
0: And then the other thing about that is when he is watching TV and he, he's watching Jerry Maguire, but before that, when he's like selecting the HDMI input.
1: Yes, yeah. Like
0: that yeah. happens to me all the time when it's like, sure. oh, not that one. Ah, click, 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 click. Does this one work? Oh, that's got it. Like it happens to me all the time, and that's why I was laughing, because <laughs> it's like they somehow they somehow captured all these little petty things that I just do and uh, annoy me, but then I forget about immediately. And I'm like, I do that. I just anyway, I love having that little moments of recognition. It was is quite gorgeous. So yes, I think there were a lot of probably fights. I had I had the trouble of my I think because we had storms the other day when we were watching. So I'm not quite sure if the cloud cover interfered with my streaming services, but my high def kind of would go choppy and a bit standard def, or even worse, like blurry. Oh right, yeah. So there are a few fight scenes and stuff that I kind of I guess I glossed over. Well, it's bit.
1: very it's a very chaotic movie in that regard though I mean a a lot of the fight scenes are literally just like things flying around at each other because they don't have a lot of articulation (laughs) yes that's right
0: I love the um I love the bit when he gets his family and he's realized he's got a new family and then he realizes that they're in trouble so he gets them to search his scuttler and they all get in and then he locks them in there and sends it away and is going shoot go away go away go away Hmm. And they're all like, what are you doing, Batman? And he's like, no, I don't care for you. And the look on his face and the look on their faces is just, it's really heartbreaking and lovely.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like good character stuff. It's all, it's all supported.
0: But he was doing, everyone's like, you're doing the wrong thing, Batman. I'm like, no, he was doing the right thing that Batman should do is get people out of the way of danger that he's barreling headfirst into. No, but
1: he was doing the wrong thing because he was pushing them away. Like they yes, can take was, care of themselves. He needs he he their help.
0: That's right. He needs to let people in. You've got to let people help you and, you know, they can make the call if they, you know, might be, you know, in trouble or not. But, yeah, I can understand why he was doing it. The the motivation behind it was there. We understand why that wants to protect them. And when he's in the phantom zone going, no, I wasn't trying to kill kill them. I was trying to protect them. Um, I wasn't trying to push them away. I was trying to save them. And it's making him look at it again and go oh actually were you doing that or were you pushing them away and it's like oh i hope a lot of people watch this movie and went oh, maybe i do that you know, i don't know it just feels like <laughs> it feels like this movie would be more effective therapy than probably you know a dozen sessions with a shrink for certain sure, issues exactly the certain issues <laughs> only certain issues but yeah so that's basically my list uh I can't think of anything else. Oh, I haven't got anything else written down, but if I think of anything, I'll pop up. So over to you, the more educated Batman, Lego <laughs> Batman guru.
1: Well, uh the first item on my list was uh Will Arnett Batman voice, uh, because Will Arnett is fantastic in this role. Yeah. And manages to find a Batman voice that is different from anything I've ever heard, but also sounds like a bat like someone doing a Batman impression.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Like it's it's such a yeah I, you know obviously he he did it for the previous movie but it's also yeah it's it's just such a great take on the character and just the the whole like I said like it's basically they're basically directly satirizing the the Ben Affleck Batman in this movie mm-hmm. like you know the oh I'm so dark and and oh I do sick sick uh, you know crunches and all this of <laughs> <and> thing <laughs> just every every aspect of of Zack Snyder's vision of of Batman is satirized in this movie which makes me love it even more.
0: Well, I love Um, that they have Alfred saying to him, sir, you're going through a phase that I remember from 2016 and 2012 and 2008 and 2005 and 1997 and 1995 and all these little flashback clips to all of the movies and that really weird one in 66 and it's just Adam West dancing. (laughs) 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 So good.
1: It's very good. The next item on my list is uh, it's nice to see Batman and Robin again. Um, yeah. Like, I, I really think, and I think this movie proves it, that there's something there's something missing from Batman if Robin's not there as well, you know? Like, like, I'm not saying it can't work, and obviously, like, you know, the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman movies show that it can absolutely work, but there's just something missing from it, and this movie sort of zeroes in on what's missing, which is the idea that Bruce Wayne is trying even if he doesn't realise it, he's trying to build himself a family, yeah. you know, and, and he does that by surrounding himself with other crime fighters. Yeah. You know, whether it's in the Justice League, whether it's like Robin and Batgirl and, and everyone else that he does, even in even in the Christopher Nolan films, he's surrounding himself with a type of family. Like, I mean, you know, there, there's Alfred, but also there's Lucius Fox. And
0: Commissioner um, Gordon.
1: You know, Commissioner Gordon, uh, even even Rachel, to a certain extent, like there's, he's surrounding himself with a surrogate family. And I feel like bad versions of, of Batman don't quite get that. And they, and they just think that he's this sick, super, super cool loner who, who lives in a cave and fights crime and I, I am vengeance. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, like it's, it just. Uh, uh, would you say, here's a, pro- here's a proposition? No, that's not right. Here's a proposal. Proposition. 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 Thank you. I was like, it's a cross between a preposition and a proposal. <laughs> it's a proposition. <laughs> Has there been a Batman film, you know, excluding this one and maybe excluding 66 because obviously that was a very particular type of kind of relationship between them. Yeah. There, really haven't, there really hasn't been a good depiction of a working Batman and Robin relationship. Uh, no. Because we had Robin appear in Batman forever.
1: Yes, yes, we did. <laughs>
0: and then he was in and he kind of became robin in that movie and then he was in Batman and Robin where he was kind mm. of like the petulant you don't let me do anything batman you're trying to keep me safe and it it kind of breaches the same territory which is batman going no you're you're risking yourself and i won't i won't i don't want anything bad to happen to you but yes but also those
1: movies suck so (laughs)
0: yeah there's not been a kind of an interesting exploration of what it would look like for two crime fighters who have come from similar but different backgrounds as in they've all lost their family tragically but how do they you know come together and be fighting buddies
1: well this is what i've said i think i've said it on this very podcast but like the if you leave robin out of batman you're kind of missing the point of batman because robin is key to the whole thing robin is is batman's first and biggest victory because when bruce wayne lost his parents as a 10 year old he eventually became batman dick grayson lost his parents to gangsters in a very similar way to bruce wayne but he didn't become batman because batman was already there to help him
0: yes so, that's so right. instead
1: in so instead he became Robin. Yeah. you know, and it's like, and it's like, Robin means that Batman is working.
0: And we didn't you know, like, talk about. We mentioned in our last episode on Batman v Superman about how Ben Affleck's been Batman for twenty years, and in that time, has had a, <laughs> and in that time, has obviously had a Robin who's been murdered by the Joker, and he's yes, like, that's right, pent up about that. I mean, that's Zach interesting- Snyder
1: very obviously thinks that Robin is silly and dumb. But he likes the idea that, like, he got murdered at some stage and that that, that adds to Batman's broodiness.
0: Yes. So, but isn't so that an Rob, interesting... Robin is useful to
1: Snyder as dead, basically.
0: But it's an interesting movie that we didn't see, isn't it? Because it, it holds the yeah. promise that maybe there was a Batman and Robin relationship and Batman did trust and did open up, give a part of himself mm. to somebody else, you know, as a friend and then he was killed and then that would account for your broodiness so you know there's an interesting backstory there but i guess mm. what we're saying is it wasn't really we either didn't see it or it was only hinted at enough to be frustrating as opposed to fulfilling
1: exactly yeah it was there it was there to be a reference and to be like another reason that batman is a, a an angry loner <laughs> and i think we've we've seen so many versions where they just cut out robin entirely like throw him in, put him in there, you know well, unfortunately make him, I, I make, think- him, make him twelve years old like you know, make him a kid like do something something interesting with it like the Batman is obviously not the 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 new Robert Pattinson Batman film that's coming out soon is I, not going to have Robin in it as far as I know. I was about to uh, say
0: I don't think we're gonna be getting any redress of that uh, until <laughs> until after the the Batman Robert Pattinson.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I would love to see. I would love to see a, a a version that actually takes like like we've been taking Batman seriously for so long. It's time to take Robin and even Batgirl seriously. You know, like like surround him with competent allies. Batman's always been portrayed as this loner. I think he works well in the comics when he's surrounded by this family that he built for himself.
0: Well, Stu, this is your time to pitch to Warner Brothers. <laughs> For another Batman movie.
1: Uh, If they're listening to me, they are really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Back to
0: Um, your list.
1: The the next item on my list is uh, Ray Fiennes is Alfred, but Eddie Izzard plays Voldemort, which I found quite funny.
0: Yes, yes. So so Ray Fiennes
1: Ray Fiennes is is is, uh, Alfred, and he's a very good Alfred, actually. I thought I thought he does a a very good job. But yeah, like he's right there, but they still got Eddie Izzard to do Voldemort.
0: What? Wa- yeah. Why did they do that?
1: I mean, like, they totally could have been. I mean, maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he would have asked for like a different. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But he's like, oh, I'm not doing. I'm not doing Voldemort. I'm not doing like cut rate Voldemort. But.
0: But also, you know, it's quite were- funny that it's not him. I guess maybe that's just another yeah. joke. Like, we're going to get you in this movie, but you're not playing Voldemort. We'll get Eddie Izzard to do that.
1: Yeah, we'll get Eddie Izzard to be Voldemort. Uh, um. Yeah, I just thought that was quite funny.
0: And I, I couldn't really um, recognize Eddie because he was doing No, the- I oh, mean God, well, a a lot- also.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like a, a lot of the uh a lot of the uh villain voices in this are uh, very blink and you'll miss them. Um, yes. well I mean what, what the fa- famously uh Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman in this. This is this is her first uh <laughs> turn as Catwoman. That's and now great. she's actually she's actually live action Catwoman in the in the upcoming Batman movie.
0: She has a very small um, role in this. She says a kind tiny of,
1: role. This is the thing, yeah. Well, well yeah. she she literally says "meow meow" a whole bunch, which is quite whole, quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> meow 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 meow. But I mean, like uh, 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 Ricky, R- Ricky Lindholm is Poison Ivy, and then Kate McCucci is Clayface. Like just randomly, they, they've obviously got people that they know. That uh, the, the funny the ones one from
0: Garfunkel and
1: Notes. are Garfunkel and Notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Conan O'Brien plays the Riddler.
0: Ah, oh, can you tell me who Clayface the- is? Because I don't know what a Clayface is.
1: Ah, uh, Clayface is the uh, well. He he's um in, in the in the Batman comics. He he's literally made out of like he's a clay monster. He, he was a guy. He <laughs> there was there was a chemical experiment. He he was an actor and he got turned into this clay monster. But his his thing is that he can he can look like he's a mimic. He can look like people, but nice. his natural form is like a big nasty clay monster. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, the the one the one that I really liked was uh, they got Jermaine Clement to voice S- Sauron.
0: Oh, um, that is cute.
1: Which is cute because he's from New Zealand. Yes, the movies were filmed in New Zealand. You know, I thought that was quite good.
0: Yeah, that's very cute. I love the bit where King. Oh no, is it King Kong or Godzilla? Or oh, they just called it like a lizard, a Japanese lizard or something. And uh, he Batman is able to trick him to shoot a big. Yes. Laser yeah. and duck out like, of the way. I think way. that's meant goes, to be
1: Godzilla or something, yeah.
0: Yeah, it goes straight into Sauron's eye and crashes it. And yeah. then the gorilla just kind of sinks below a bridge going, nothing Godzilla? to see here. <laughs> <laughs> You're a giant gorilla. <laughs>
1: so
0: cute. So, so cute.
1: Yeah, it's good. Like, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just dumb gags, but they all work, you know. It's, yeah. it's very, very funny. Yeah. The other one that I I had this written down separately, but uh, justice for Billy D. Billy D. Williams voices Two Face in this movie. He's only he only has like two lines, but Aww. Billy D. Williams finally got to play Two Face, which just right. shows you the the depth of love that the people who made this movie obviously have for this franchise. Yes, because like only someone who knows the minutiae of like the Batman series would know that making Billy D. Williams Two Face is actually a big deal.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's it's fantastic. Really, that's really cute. That's
1: very um funny. the last couple of items on my list. Uh I had I had British robots. We've already talked about that. The Daleks show up. And uh people hold the city together literally.
0: Yes. Uh, which just- I love.
1: I love that it's it's a fun gag, but it's also really, really smart because it's a literalization of the movie's themes. <laughs> you know like it's
0: yeah yeah and it's and it's also what lego characters do they exactly together. It's, it's something lego it's bricks.
1: something that only this movie could do yes like you couldn't what, do it you couldn't do it in a in a different movie only this movie can have that specific thing that is also a perfect literalization of the themes of the movie you know like it's genius it's actually yeah. genius i love it oh they
0: had a good day when they were writing that they had a good yeah. day they're like we used the Lego bricks to literally... That was the only thing I found confusing was they had some astronomer on going, oh, astronomer or scientist on going, Lego, there's nothing under Gotham City. It's literally a void. I don't oh, know well, I mean, this is the
1: thing. So, well, the 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 conceit, and this, this doesn't really get lampshaded too much in this movie, but they make it a lot more explicit in the Lego movie, um, is that what you are seeing is a kid playing with their Lego set. Right. So oh. this this movie is a kid playing with his Legos.
0: Right.
1: Right. And everything that you're seeing, like, like so this is the thing. Like these movies, like superhero movies in general, and, and a lot of these Batman movies often get criticized as being like, oh, it's just like a, it's like a kid playing with their toys, smashing their, their action figures together. It's like this movie is literally A kid playing with his action figures, and that's the point, you know. It's like it's it's a it's he really knows what what you're watching.
0: Yeah, he knows how to make good jokes and write rap songs, though. That yeah, hey, well,
1: you know. (laughs) But that's that's what they're joking about because, like, they're saying, "Oh, there there is literally nothing under Gotham City because Lego Gotham City is on a series of Lego like boards suspended on a on a on a, a, a table," you know.
0: Right.
1: That they said there. There's nothing under there but uh, a strong smell of like dirty laundry, because like That's- the kids, the kids playing downstairs. You know.
0: Okay. Now I get it. It was like smells like dirty underwear, and I'm like, I don't understand what yeah. they mean. But okay, he's yes. he's
1: playing in that the means, he's playing in the basement of, of Thank an American you for
0: explaining house. Explaining it
1: to me. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I mean, like yes, it, it's yes. it's possible to overlook yes. that, but the the conceit of this film is that what you are watching is a kid playing with his Legos.
0: That's <laughs> so cute. It's cute. Kid. I know
1: exactly. It's it's what every every part of this movie like works and builds each other up. You know, like it just after the last couple of movies, it's so good to see a movie that that's firing on all cylinders.
0: Yeah, doing and exactly
1: having, what it sets out to do.
0: Having just a lovely time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly, just having a fun time because. Yeah. Remember what like superheroes are supposed to be about. Nat They're supposed to be fun
0: and inspiring.
1: Yeah, and inspiring and, and aspirational, and yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, so uh, good. Story. But
1: yes, um, that uh, that brings my list to the to an end. Um, but I don't know whether there was anything else you wanted to talk about this movie.
0: I can't really. I, I did read. Um, I was trying to read up on it a bit, a little bit. But I did read that I think the pewter. That they keep referring to yes. is Siri.
1: It's it's literally Siri. Yes,
0: they just got Siri to say those things. Or they they, they got
1: the yeah. They got the Siri voice to say that. I, I imagine in a bit of cross promotion.
0: I just thought that was really fun because I was like, I want to know who's doing the voice of the pewter, and it's Siri.
1: Well, then I mean, but ha- having said that, you could even you could even say that that works to the underlying or the overarching conceit in that, like, maybe that kid is making Siri say those things, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, yes, just reading the Wikipedia page. Um, the film's use of cutting crews, I just died in your arms tonight. Mm. That was a great, I meant to make a note of that when I was watching it going, that was a great moment for that song, but I can't remember what the moment is now.
1: <laughs> That's when uh, Batgirl comes on for the first time or when um, when he sees Barbara oh, Gordon for the first time. Yes, yes.
0: Yes. And he's that's, I loved that moment where he, it's really the only time we see him as Bruce Wayne is at Mm. that gala. And he's, he's, he's gone there to, well, he's had a montage, um, tuxedo montage party, which is so great. So great. (laughs) And then he is still in the limousine with Alfred driving, saying, So do you want to remove your cowl? And he's like, What? Your hooded armor (laughs) helmet? (laughs) Oh. Okay. And then he he does that thing where like his hair snaps back. Yeah. I couldn't work out if it was just like slapping snapping back after being under a cowl or if it was like you know how Lego when you can take Lego figures hair off?
1: Yes, yeah. Well I and think then- I think the the joke was that yeah, he he it was it was all slicked down. He just sort of he sort of flexes and it just poofs up, you know? Yes.
0: Yes. Oh uh, it's very good. So, so very good. I don't really know what else to say about this film because I had such a fun time. In many ways, having dodgy films is, is, uh, or, or hard films is, makes it easier to podcast about. But at the same time, mm. I'm just really quite happy to, to talk about watching something that was really, really fun. Maybe we should go about ranking it because I think I know where I would put it and I'm interested in yours, but maybe I should go first.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, well you go. I, I know where. I know where I'm putting it. Okay. Uh, so
0: initially, when I finished this movie, I wanted to put it with a bullet straight in at number one.
1: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I mean, you know, are you are you going to do that?
0: Well, now I then had to have a think about it because I definitely feel like on a rewatch value, I want to like I put it in to watch it again. And yeah, I mean, uh, you
1: literally watched it again. <laughs>
0: I, well, I started watching it again. I just wanted to refresh my memory a bit. That's probably more a sure. recall issue for me and my terrible memory. Than but I, I, I feel like I could sit down and watch this again and be happy with it. But I was wondering, as a Batman movie, yes, it's a loving tribute and it's got a lovely story at the heart of it and it's a kid's film. Sure. And I was like, is, would it be right to put it above Mask of the Phantasm? And I was just, I was having that internal struggle Mm. With where to put it because Natalie comedy doing stuff to make people laugh, it ticked all my boxes and it went, that's that's amazing. I just want this to be the number one Batman movie ever. But then <laughs> thinking about it more and going, you know what? I think as a Batman movie that captures kind of Batman's heart and personality. I think Mask of the if we're talking animation anyway, then Mask of the Phantasm I think really brings that, and it's mm, yeah. also the perfect length, and it's it's got some humor, <laughs> it's got some pathos. The good thing in this one, though, uh, and shout out to Eloise who listens. Um, I uh, caught up with Eloise and, and told her that I'd seen this and I really liked it, and she said one of the things she liked about it is they they didn't try to really push the love story angle for Batman and Barbara. You obviously yeah. saw that he was very attracted to her and very uh, like, oh, wow, she's amazing, and then a bit annoyed at her when she started talking about, you know, we don't need a Batman. And he's like, I hate everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> and he's petty and petulant and, you know, it's absolutely lovely. But, yes, I think she makes a good point that what they press is the importance of friendship, not necessarily yeah. romantic relationships. So Bruce Wayne is is, you know. Being a playboy, but actually he can't get everything he wants. He actually needs Barbara to be there sure. as his friend, and uh, and that's very important for him. So whereas Batman: Mask of the Phantasm does kind of push the the love story, but it ends tragically. So I guess that's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I I think maybe I'll put this in it like number four, which is, I think, just under Mask of the Phantasm. But I right. I don't know. Why don't you talk and then I'll change my – this is how I've been doing all of my rankings as I'm like a kind of <laughs> – I feel like I was being – I felt like I was being too overenthusiastic by going, number one, with a bullet, done, easy. I just thought maybe I should be a little bit more circumspect and think about it and go, well, those two first Christopher Nolans really are – good strong Batman movies that have Batman in them and it's Batman. And <laughs> Mask of the Phantasm is a lovely story that I really enjoyed and animation and everything. So I think maybe I'll throw it in at number four. But now I'm
1: that's that's excellent reasoning. No, 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 that's that's really good <laughs> reasoning. I I put it slightly lower on my list and I'll tell I'll tell you why. I think it is a very well made movie. I think it's it hangs it 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 Like like we've sort of talked about, it has a very clear idea about its themes and about its characters and everything in the movie serves to like works together to to reinforce those things in a way that animation often does that live action sometimes forgets to do. Weirdly, because there's so much more there's so much more planning and effort in the execution of animation that you really have to get the script and the story right. Before you start, whereas like a lot of the times on live action stuff, they just roll cameras and see what see what happens. Even on even on big budget sort of effects heavy superhero blockbusters, sometimes they'll they'll try to find it in the edit and it's like "Mm, it doesn't really work that way. Mm. So this is a genuinely good movie that I like a lot and would happily watch again. It's funny, but at the but at the end of the day, it is also a parody. Like it's, it's not, it it is a Batman movie, but it is also a parody of Batman. Yes. So with with that in mind, I couldn't in good conscience put it above my sort of top five. So my list at the moment is Dark Knight, number one, Mask of the Phantasm in second spot, Batman Begins, 1989 Batman, and then 1966 Batman. So that's my top five. Okay, and I was like, I don't think it cracks that, but I think it's better than The Dark Knight Rises.
0: <laughs> like,
1: I, I think I think this movie just gets Batman a bit better than that movie, and it's also a more cohesive movie, as we've talked about. Like, The Dark Knight Rises has some serious structural issues at a script level mm. that kind of hamstring it. And yeah. I'm like, well, this movie works in every, everything is firing on all thrusters. So I think that's where it goes. It goes in my number six spot, just below Batman 66. Batman 66 is a similarly tongue-in-cheek sort of portrayal of Batman, but that Batman is is absolutely a Batman movie, whereas the Lego Batman movie is a parody of Batman movies.
0: Yeah. So I was and like, this is, okay. I guess this this makes me feel pretty happy about where I've put it because I think that makes me feel justified in dropping it from number one. Because that that was kind of I guess what I was feeling, <laughs> but I, I didn't if, articulate if, it as well as you did. Batman which is, movie
1: that you've seen, like that that it should go in your number one spot.
0: No, 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 but but let me let me reinforce that. I had that initial yeah, yeah. feeling, and then I was thinking on it and going. But you know what? It's not in terms of actually being a Batman movie, and that's you've crystallized it better than I did. Which is to say. The parody factor is like, well, I love a parody and I love uh, a great piss-take movie. Like I love hot shots and I love Naked Gun, I love Airplane. So that makes sense why it would be higher on my list because I love a parody. But because it is a parody, I feel like it would be probably unfair to put it at number one. So I'm quite happy then with putting it under Mask of the Phantasm.
1: Yes, yes. Uh,
0: And I think then I go a similar way. I go 89, 66. And then down, I think I've got Batman versus Superman, maybe lower than you, but yeah, they're they're pretty similar. So, so okay. Uh, well, mine, so, I was about to
1: say I, I'm, mine's in second last place, uh, but
0: yeah, so is <laughs> so is mine. I think because I think I've got Batman and Robin still last. Batman think, and
1: Robin. Did that's last. right.
0: We put Batman and Superman, um, Batman versus Superman, in second last place. Both of us did last yes. time. Yeah. So we are simpatico on that, but I feel like. That reflects our personalities quite well. I think you mm. putting it number six, me putting it number four, I think that's that makes sense. Yeah. So well done us.
1: <laughs> well done us.
0: So, yes, yeah, so we now have to decide because it's funny you brought up Wes Anderson before because I it made me remember that one of the other ideas I had for like a capsule podcast series was to do Wes Anderson movies because he right. hasn't made that many and I have seen one. <laughs>
1: Oh really? Which one have you seen?
0: I saw Rushmore when it came out in the cinemas, and I've oh, never right. Se- okay, I've never seen another Wes Anderson film. I don't know what it is about me. I don't know if it's just the style of the trailers turn me off. I don't know what, but I realize everyone kind of gushes over. Oh my god, the new Wes Anderson film! And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> I've never got it. I
1: mean, he. I think people often respond to the fact that he just has an incredibly strong cinematic voice. Well, yes. uh, like if you you know that you're watching a Wes Anderson film.
0: That's right. Uh, it's, it's, it's the and, quirky, whimsical, yeah. stylings. It's bright, bold colors and strong. Yeah, most I, definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean, I actually haven't seen the the. Uh, the last few, I haven't seen the French Dispatch yet and I haven't, I haven't even seen the Grand Budapest Hotel, Yeah, uh, which haven't. apparently is amazing.
0: As I say, I've seen Rushmore and that was 20 plus years ago.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: So I don't, uh, I don't really know much about it. And I thought that could be quite interesting. But um, anyway, that's, that's the potential too, but we have decided uh, and thank you for the feedback. I've had a couple of people call in both on Twitter and uh, on my Patreon saying they're very excited about the Robin Hood idea, which makes about me Robin Hood. Well, even did more you know excited. Natalie- no, I-, I
1: didn't even realize this, but it's actually like perfect because we've just done Batman and now we're going to do Robin.
0: Stu, <gasps> <It's you. laughs> that's so great. Oh, what a tie-in. What a tie-in. Although Robin Hood was probably more like the Batman of his day. As opposed to the. Role I mean, he
1: was. Batman. He's a very, he's a very Batmanish figure.
0: But he wears tights. Oh yeah. my god! How did I now put that together? I think subliminally, that must have been where I got the idea from. Surely. Sure. Surely.
1: I, I mean, I mean, you know, he's a very superheroic character to the point that Green Arrow basically started out as a Robin Hood type figure, including the hat and the and the tights. So. Oh
0: yes, he's he's DC, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Green absolutely. Arrow, yes. They built a whole TV universe around him. The Arrowverse. Oh,
0: lots of people loved that, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really dipped my toe too much into the DC TV stuff, which apparently oh, yeah. it's... Some of it's good, some of it's bad. But, uh, yeah, it's they've got a whole TV universe that's doing stuff. The Flash is there. Supergirl. Oh, yeah.
0: There's like a Superman and Lois series.
1: Yeah, which apparently is great. I I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it's really good.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting that DC seems to be super succeeding in that TV world. But it, it, Mm. I watched the first one or two episodes of Arrow, and they made me laugh in like a bad way. In like a, this is terrible, guys. But I know people who were obsessed with it,
1: Mm.
0: and it just it looked like you know that American style of show that's not a soap. But it looks so much like a soap. The lighting, yes. yeah. the hair and makeup. That was what Arrow was for me. I was like, you're not kidding. This looks like a nineties soap. Like
1: I mean, you're not wrong. That that's basically yeah. what it is, but it's also it also has superheroes in
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. It just and I don't know. Because something- they
1: because they don't have like Disney money, a lot of the effects look a little bit janky and, and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's very TV, TV budget sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's maybe maybe that's I don't know, because that's what Lois and Clark was, you know. I remember- Sure, yeah. I mean,
1: Lois and Clark was a rela- was a, a a workplace relationship comedy. Yeah, know? it was a
0: screwball <laughs> comedy.
1: That happened to have Superman in it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And apparently the new Superman and Lois is about- uh, Like, I assume they would have called it Lois and Clark if they hadn't already been a Lois and Clark. A-
1: absolutely, they would have,
0: yes. Because it's about them being <laughs> married and having kids or something, so-
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they moved yeah. back to Smallville to have a family, but but he's still trying to be Superman
0: why would you move back to Smallville?
1: Well, it's a good place to raise kids.
0: It's literally called Smallville. Is it a good place to raise kids? Wasn't Clark Kent like mercilessly bullied? Didn't they do a whole series about Smallville where Lex Luthor turned out to go to the same high school as Clark Kent? Like, what the? I never understood Smallville. I never understood it. And then one of the main actors turned out to be like in a massive cult, so. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. Fan so favorite. Uh oh, was she? Turned out to be part of a yeah, yeah, she was. She was the breakout right. one of the breakout stars oh, okay. of the show.
0: Alison Mack.
1: Yeah, Ali Ali Mack uh, is was Massive part of a sex cult. cult. Yes, uh, sex yeah.
0: cult. Yeah, that's right. I forgot to I forgot to qualify the sex cult. <laughs> yeah,
1: not, not a and not and not like was a victim of was involved in the running of and grooming of young women.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was totally like second in charge or third in charge or something. She was pretty high up there. Just bananas. Yeah. Cults. The the only thing... Cults. Gotta love them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Gotta love them. The only thing I'll say is that um, we... If you wanted a, a sequel to this movie, it is almost certainly... Not going to happen unless there's another seismic shift in the the corporate monoliths because uh, DC obviously owns uh, the Batman character and this movie was made by Warner Animation Studios, so the synergy was there when the movie was made. Universal Pictures have since acquired the rights to the Lego movie franchise, uh, which means that there will never, ever, ever be... Another Lego Batman movie
0: because they would be directly happens. competing with Warner's. They're
1: directly competing with each other, so there was there is not going to be there. There was one planned, and sounds like it would have been really good. Um, Dan Harmon, the the writer of Community and and Rick and Morty, yeah, uh, was involved in writing the script. Uh, so they they started work on it, and then this <laughs> this corporate sort of merger happened, and it was just like uh, shut it down. That that's not happening.
0: So the Lego movie was owned by someone. That was then. Uh, the, the,
1: well, the Lego movie was made by Warner's, um, but I think, but at, at some point, Universal has acquired the rights to do any future Lego brand things, right? So, so any Lego any must any have future because because there's already been a second Lego movie, right? Um, but there's also there's like a whole ecosystem of TV shows which you you never really hear about, but which pop up on streaming services, and obviously like kids will watch them. There, there's like uh, a Ninjago movie, yeah. uh, like a you know, like and and I saw them uh, pop up whole... on Stan
0: when I was searching for this one.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's there's all these like uh, TV series for kids, like, like explicitly for kids, uh, with the Lego characters, and that's what Universal has sort of bought. But al- along with it, they they've bought the rights to any future Lego movies, including a Lego Batman, which will now never happen.
0: Aww. Well, what a beautiful, precious moment in time this film yeah. is. And maybe it's maybe it's good that there's just one. They had a musical number at the end. I mean, we didn't really touch on the musical numbers, but they were pretty great musical numbers. Like, yes. <laughs> I never miss leg day. And, uh, <laughs> and then Robin having his big song at the end and the rapping and all mean- the time, the constant rapping is great.
1: Like like the 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 song that uh, Batman wrote specifically for when he's kicking villains' asses at the start yes, the, of the movie, and the it's let's like go it's, nuts it's,
0: mix. Yeah,
1: it's like legitimately like a good song, <laughs> like, and includes like you know a bit of the na 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 in yes. there as well, and uh, yeah, it rules. Like oh, I, and the bit, I,
0: when the final fight when he says we're gonna punch these guys so hard, words will materialize out of the air to describe how we're hitting them i just remembered that that was glorious like yeah it's beautiful uh, but as you say so i think probably the the key theme from this podcast and this movie is how the people making it really knew their stuff like really loved they just love batman cherished batman <laughs> enough to make him a really strong batman but also absolutely take the piss out of him.
1: Yeah, which is a hard balancing act to to do. Mm-hmm. Like it would be easy to do a movie that just treats Batman as a joke and that's not what they did. They very clearly made an awesome Batman movie that also has a bunch of very funny jokes about how silly Batman is.
0: Mm. Well, I'm very happy with putting it in number four position. We now have to decide, though, Stu, do we want to watch the <laughs> well, Snyder Cut?
1: This is the thing. I mean, like, do we end on the high note or do we dig back in for one last ride? I mean, we're coming back for Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Um, when yes, we-
0: yes. You know, which is not that far away, probably another month no, or so. no, it's
1: in, it's in it's in March. it's being released in March in cinemas. Um, whether we can give people a bit of time to see it and then we'll come back and and do a, a podcast on that one. but I mean like like the thing is you could make the argument that like Justice League is not technically a Batman film and so we don't have to do it <laughs> uh, we're, we're having this we're having this discussion on mic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um,
0: it's tough. I mean we can we can probably maybe look at our schedules. my My main thing is just like, ah. Oh, it's four hours to find, whereas uh, yeah,
1: and I mean, we're we and we would be discussing like both versions of the film because I'm I'm not doing two separate podcasts about them, and they're, no, they're and more I'm, interesting of a piece, you know.
0: And I'm not going to watch the 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 Joss Whedon one. You'll just tell me about the difference,
1: right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the Joss Whedon one? Like, no. did you watch it at the time? No, no Right. I didn't. So you haven't seen either.
0: No, I've seen the first hour of the Snyder Cut. Right, okay. That's all I got through because we were going to do it when it came out, Stu, but I couldn't get through it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. The first Robin Hood movie, the Errol Flynn one, is one hour and 42 minutes. Perfect. Perfect. Blissful. An enjoyable walk through Sherwood Forest uh, as opposed to four hours. Now, look. I will guarantee you I watched over the last two days the most recent and I think final series of The Sinner and I watched that in two four-hour sittings. So sure. <laughs> I can do a four-hour sitting but I really wanted to watch Bill Pullman as the crazy detective. Um, have you seen The Sinner? I don't know. You I have know. not.
1: I, I didn't know this series existed.
0: Oh, it's um, Jessica Biel executive produced it and she was in the first series. The first series was based on a novel, but then I think they span it out because Bill Pullman's character, he's so good in it and it's so unlike anything you've ever seen Bill Pullman do. Bill Pullman's Mm. kind of romantic comedy lead or, you know, he was like the the cool president in Independence Independence Day. Day. This is a real character role and he's this detective who's like really – broken and he's got this real dark side that he kind of has taps into to solve crimes I know that sounds really cliche (laughs) it's like (laughs) oh wow another troubled detective solving crimes but there's something so different about his character he's like in his maybe early 60s and he's kind of yeah he's just a fascinating so I think they kept it spinning out and so each series is its own standalone series that he's the cop who sort of investigates and yeah I didn't quite get series 3 as much but but they're all really good and and in series 4 is great I really had a good time watching it but yeah it's you know it's a murder mystery police procedural kind of thing but it's a character drama but it's it's one of those great things is because he's so hands on I love it when people are always having important conversations when he's around. He always just happens to like, I'm yeah. going to go over here and listen at this door. Oh, people happen to be I having just... an important conversation at the
1: other yeah, side. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <But>
0: that's <laughs> like that's how you have to do TV because how else do you make it all sure. come together? Like that just doesn't happen in real life. But, you know, you kind of need that for TV. But anyway, so I can do four-hour <laughs> sittings of things, but it's just like gearing myself up for all the slow motion of the Jack Snyder. Mm. <laughs> Jack Snyder? Yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh,
1: Jack, well, Jack I Snyder. guess we'll
0: leave it. We'll leave it as a surprise for people. They they can come yeah. back next time. It'll
1: it'll be a surprise to us. <laughs>
0: it'll be a surprise to us. Uh, but wait, so we'll definitely move on to uh, Robin on. So uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Either, either people, next
1: episode or the episode after that.
0: That's right. It'll be soon, and then we'll probably go back to Batman for an episode. And then yeah, but Robin Hood man, it's going to be great. I've got to design a logo. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, we're we're starting with a movie that I haven't seen for years, but watched repeatedly as a kid.
0: Oh, you did the, the
1: Errol Flynn. Oh, yeah, we had it on VHS. Oh, we'll great. talk about this more when we get there. But yeah, 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 I'm I'm stoked about this. I can't wait.
0: I'm so glad. I love this film. I you know, and also Errol Flynn, one of the worst human beings who possibly yeah, ever lived. Just
1: a terrible person.
0: Just a terrible person. But God damn, he's a good Robin. <laughs> <laughs> It's, we just, we have to admit that terrible people can have like one really great quality. And Errol (laughs) Flynn's happened to be being a movie star. um, Yeah. Because he really brings that movie star. Anyway. um, So, yes, if you have opinions on the Lego Batman movie, please call in at Girl Clumsy is me at Disco Stew is Stew facebook.com slash Natalie's throne is the Facebook page where I post these. And also a massive thank you again to my wonderful patrons on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash girl clumsy. Again, as we've been saying strange times, weird times, but it makes me so happy that you guys have got my back and I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Um, if you remember, and I love you, Stew. Stu, uh, oh, I was about to say, Stu, do you have anything to plug? And I was like, Stu's not a guest. <laughs> it's normally what I said. <laughs> it's like Stu has this podcast to plug. Like, uh, let's yeah,
1: that's that's this is what I do.
0: Let's 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 let's, let's plug that. This is my
1: one extracurricular. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you everybody for tuning in. It has been a pleasure going through the Batman films. Uh, with you all, and uh, we will in, be in back.
1: Case, don't come back, Natalie. I, I don't mean to derail the the excellent outro you were doing, but but in case we don't come back, what what have what have we learned?
0: There are many ways to tell a Batman story.
1: There not is. I, of, I not all of them good. <laughs> not all of them good. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. You should do, but. I, I think it, it's it's a testament to the the sorts of characters because we've we've done James Bond and now we've done Batman and we're going to do Robin Hood and I think the thing that those three characters have in common is that they lend themselves to interpretations. you know yes. that they're, they're malleable enough that they can move with the times, and I think yes. that's the mark of a a great character. And I think Batman is well and truly up there as a an, a, an incredible creation.
0: Absolutely, and the thing about Robin Hood is that Robin Hood does have. A set of characters around him, you know, traditional. Mm, yeah, kind he's of got characters, his own
1: little, his own little gang,
0: like Batman does with Robin and that. So I'm really interested to see how the portrayals of those characters as well go through the years. So yeah, I'm I'm so excited. But yes, in terms of Batman, look, you go big or go home with Batman. I think. Although I will also say, sometimes less is more, like Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> Sometimes
1: 72 minutes is enough Batman.
0: It is enough Batman, but also how insane Batman Returns was. And I think I said that at the time and in subsequent discussions. It really is a crazy movie.
1: It's a a deeply uncomfortable look into one man's sexual fetishes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Batman is kink. That's what we've worked out.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, he dresses up in in a costume and beats up criminals there's there's got to be some sort of sex thing happening
0: hard black vinyl and yeah Uh, i'm sure we'll be back with more thoughts on batman but until then we'll just have to say same bat time
1: same bat channel
0: bye bye